got an old notion there um, to record an episode randomly while I was uh, while I was downstairs and um, I wasn't doing much. Uh, so I decided to come up to my room and have an old walk around with the microphone. Hello, Mr. Microphone. We're walking around now together. Um, I have a lovely statue of Jesus lying down in my room, um, for anyone who's interested in that. Uh, that's an interesting fact. That is something that keeps me warm, even though I don't believe in Jeebus. Um, see, that's the thing about religious artifacts and stuff, you know, is that even though you mightn't be religious yourself, you feel like you can't get rid of, um... Rid of, rid of religious things in case, you know, you get smited or something. Because I'd imagine if I was God... That's what I do, you know. I wouldn't mind people not believing in me, but once they start, you know, um, start getting rid of things that remind me of them around the house, uh, that's when I start taking it really personally, you know. Fuck you, lads, you're, you're gone, you're finished. Um, <clears throat> but on the subject of the whole religion thing, um, it's weird to get kind of notions about that, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, lads. I don't know where the story's going. Um, I've a lot of books here on the shelf as well. Uh, and there's a glass, there's a bottle of water, so... Um, I think I'm going for the old ASMR one, you know, tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is uh, David Savage, and that's why I sound like I'm whispering. Also, there's people in the house, and they don't want them hearing my things. Um, yeah, that's another one. That's me finishing me water. Um, so what books do I have here? So we're back from the brink there by Paul McGrath. Jeez, Paul McGrath was mighty, wasn't he? Um, he was something else. Uh... You know the um, the greatest uh, greatest centre back Ireland's ever had. Really, I suppose, arguably, isn't he? Or else that Dale or Stan, all right, Dale. Oh, ain't that gaffer? You know that fella. Get back in your biscuit tin, ginger, ginger. Um, the book of knowledge. That's interesting. What's this actually? And yeah, it's one of those ones that's stuck in the fucking York now. This thing is about a hundred years old. This thing is older than the Bible, I'd say. Um, I can't even see the forward on it because it's fucking so old. Say if I pull this thing apart, it'll fucking fall apart. Yeah, it's just random facts, I think, is it? Not as anyway, that's the one. DJ Carey's book as well. Um DJ Carey, the Kilkenny Hurler. And a Corker playing this weekend. Who's gonna match in that? Who's gonna match who's jumping on the old <laughs> the old hurling bandwagon there for a bit of crack? Um It's great to see it, isn't it? There's <laughs> actually yeah, I have a book here as well, Cork Hurling Story. Um Yeah, so it's Cork anyway. So the Mighty Rebels are going to take on Limerick, Stab City. Uh, that's the one. And um, we're going to be, we're going, we're going to give them a right beating. So yeah, I'm going to do the old uh, left to right thing there. Does that work? Does that work? Does that work? Is it in your ear? Um, we're going to give them a right beating altogether. Uh, Mastermind. Do you know what? This might be fun. Mastermind. I'm going to read from, uh, from Mastermind. 2,700 questions and answers from the popular BBC TV series. Oh, very good. NM. Hmm, who's that for? Went to a random page there. Um, between the four legs of a horse, a leather strap. Oh, you have to go to the back for the fucking answers, don't you? Nah, fuck that. Um, anyway, lads, uh, <laughs> I said I was going to try and read a book, but I decided not to. Um, so anyway, I'm just coming down off nights, and uh, it's getting pretty tough. People are sending me WhatsApp messages now. Would want to be stopping, wouldn't it? Um, we're looking there to see what uh, what we can do with the whole thing. Got an old notion. Um, putting up an old Instagram story there, you know, just to say, how are you doing? How are you doing? Have a notion. Um, <laughs> I don't know what this is, lads. I'm going to the pub later, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, this might be um, this might be a, a bit of a, a bit of a boring episode. Um, going to the pub later. Looking forward to a nice um, a nice succulent pint of Guinness. I hate that word succulent. I because th- it just it just sounds disgusting, doesn't it? 
What would you, how would you describe your meal? It was succulent. Fuck you. Like, fuck you to the moon and back, like. Ah, oh, jeez, lads, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I just, I said I better get out an episode. <laughs> this is how things are gone, you know. You need to get, you need to get content. But hey, I made you some content. Who's seen Bo Burnham's show, actually, um, inside? I'm probably a little bit, a small bit late to the party. Well, not really, it's a few weeks, but um, who's actually seen that uh, that special inside? So I think it's fantastic. Um, I was saying to herself there that I think it's an absolute, um, it's an absolute work of art. And I think it's going to, it's going to be something we're going to talk about for many years because, you know, we... Um, like, the idea of recording something from your home, like that, a special. Like, Kevin Hart did it too, but it wasn't that great, I don't think. And it was supposed to be this one, like, you know, like, oh, we're trying to make things, uh, we're trying to test the boundaries here. He didn't even make any, the, like, harsh jokes or anything, you know? Um, So I didn't really like that one. But uh, I can see what he was trying to do with the idea of it, alright? But uh, I didn't really like it. Um, I thought it was kind of crap. But um, I suppose... Bob Burnham's one, right, is fantastic because, you know, it's all about the isolation and stuff like that. He wrote some very good songs, some very funny songs. Bob Burnham, for people who don't know it, uh, is a, um American uh, comedian. Um, and he, uh, he, um, I don't know, that's why I'm so fucking tired. Uh, he's He basically writes, like, funny songs and stuff like that. Um, but it's very good, in fairness. Uh, it's quite enjoyable. Um, I really enjoyed the show, listening to it. I think I think he kind of struck a lot of the things we were feeling over the last year and so forth. You know, a bit of isolation, a bit of problems with the world, all the rest. Um, he kind of went at it really well. Uh, so Bob Burnham, you, you know, he was quite good for years, but he stopped performing because he had uh, anxiety attacks and stuff, so he stopped performing. And, um, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's back now again with this special. And, uh, yeah, it seems to be quite good. Um, for anyone who hasn't listened to it or hasn't watched it, the songs are all on Spotify as well. Um, inside from Bob Barnum, so it's pretty good. Uh, you could check that out. You should check that out because it's um it's enjoyable. Um, definitely do you know? Right, we're gonna try and uh, we're gonna try and uh, come up with a story. So, um, there's this random fella, and he's uh, sitting in a an office. In office, in an office somewhere in Cork City, and next thing he hears, there's going to be someone new starting, and it turns out that the person, you know, they're all very, they're all kind of like, you know, curious. What's this person going to be in there? It's going to be a woman, and that her name is um is Louise, and you know, a lot of them are excited. A lot of the lads, being being lads, are like, oh, I wonder what she looks like. She might be nice, um. And then what happens is on the first day she shows up, she happens to be a gazelle, a literal gazelle. Um, one of those humanoid ones that you see, though, you know, one of those normal ones that goes around. Like she has like a house and everything, like she's a functioning member of society. She's a gazelle. But of course, as soon as she walks in, everyone starts kind of going, oh, yeah, fucking look at this lasher, <laughs> you know, being ironic, kind of you know, shaming her look. But this lad sitting down thinks differently of her. He's struck by her as soon as she walks in. He thinks, what a beautiful creature. What an unbelievably gorgeous person. Or gazelle, whatever you think is the most appropriate. So, he decides he's going to try and talk to her. 
He sees her in the corner and she's eating grass out of her realm, out of her lunchbox. Or whatever it is gazelles eat, I don't know. Maybe this story isn't appropriate for the gazelle community and I apologise. I'll try to progress with the times. But he goes up to her anyway. And while he's going up to her, he trips. And he falls. And she's like, are you okay? And he gets up and he's after splitting his head. Side of his head is pumping blood. And he gets up. And he says, sorry. I just, I've never been struck by someone so beautiful. Before in my life. And she looks at him. And she says, sorry. I have a boyfriend. And he just says, oh, that's okay. I just... I like to randomly tell people they're beautiful anyway. And then he makes it more awkward because his co-worker comes in. He tells him he's beautiful as well. Just because he's trying to prove that he does it to everyone all the time. But the fella he says there has to be the biggest fella in there. And the man says, what the fuck are you on about? He says, I just think you're very beautiful. Because I always say that to everyone. Goes, what are you, gay or something? What's your fucking problem? And he, uh, he says, if you fucking say that to me again, I'll bust your head in. That's grand. He says, sorry. There's an awkward silence between the two girls. He reaches into his bag and he pulls out a wibbledy-wobbledy-wonder. Wibbledy-wobbledy-wonders aren't even available anymore. So that's probably been in his bag for a while. She says to him, how did you manage to keep that frozen? He said, I have a freezer bag. You just couldn't see it. I also have this ba- the back end of a Vionetta in there as well, if you want some of that. And she, she she has a look on her face of pure contempt. She says, that's, that's, that's the most, that's either the most disgusting or most amazing thing I've ever heard. And she smiles and walks away. A few weeks later, He's out for dinner with his mate. I never usually say mate. I usually say buddy. I don't know why I said mate. Not mate as in like in the primal instinct of the fella he's fucking or the partner he chose. He kissed this fella once at a party when they were both last. Doesn't mean they're together though. His mate is called Gary. I forgot to mention this fella's called Steve. So Steve says to Gary. Louise the gazelle. She's beautiful. I'm in love with her. She's amazing. She likes all the things that I like. She likes all the same books. I saw her reading Jaws the other day. I've never even watched the film. Because I'm afraid of sharks. But I really like the book. And the book is better anyway. Well I wouldn't know because I've never seen the film. And. His friend says. I know what you mean. I prefer reading books like Jaws as well. And then they stare at each other for a little while. And they're looking into each other's eyes. And then the waiter comes over. And he says, can I get you anything to drink? And the two of them look at each other. And look at the waiter. And they both try and think of the manliest thing they can think of. Steve says, a pint of Beamish. And Gary. Gary says, a pint of Heineken. Please. But both of them wanted Cosmopolitans. 
So he's still in love with Louise, right? Next thing he sees Louise walk in with her boyfriend. And her boyfriend is Steve Buscemi, right? The actual Steve Buscemi, not just an actor hired for the story, the purpose of the story. The actual Steve Buscemi. And this is a true story, by the way. I'm not making this up. I know I said I was making this up, but I'm actually not. So the actual Steve Buscemi walks in with the with Louise the Gazelle. And he's looking into uh he's looking there at um at the two boys sitting down. And Louise waves over with her hoof. And um yeah. Steve just stares back at her and gives her a little smile. And that's all well and good. It's grand. And then um and then she uh you know, Steve Buscemi then he's like, Who's that clown? Because that's what the bad guys always say in movies. Do you know the boyfriend who's a bit of a dick? You know? What's, uh... Who's that clown? And she says, oh, that's Steve. He works with me in the baby company. They work in an office where they sell babies. Not like a fucked up thing. It's like an adoption agency, actually, more like it. Selling babies is probably the wrong word for it. That's essentially what you're doing, though, isn't it? You're essentially buying babies. So anyway. Louise says, yeah, I work with him at the baby company. We call it, um, babies are us. Boys are us. They only sell boys, not, um, not girls. So then, Steve, uh, Steve I just realised I called the two characters, Steve Buscemi and Steve. Well, actually, that's just the way the story went, because it's a real story. We'll call, uh, so when we're referring to Steve, the protagonist, we'll refer to him as Steve, but when we're referring to Steve Buscemi, we call him Steve Buscemi. So Steve Buscemi, you know, obviously acting a bit jealous. She says, I don't want you talking to that guy anymore. And she says, why? She says, because it makes me uncomfortable. I don't want you. You're getting fat. You know, the typical things that lads say. The dirty bastards. And um, Louise is very sad about this. She gets upset. And Steve can see her being upset. And she's about to, He's about to walk over. He throws his napkin on the ground very angrily. He's about to walk over. And Gary says, no. Don't do it. It's not worth it, mate. He says, everything is worth it for love. And next thing. Out of nowhere, the power of love starts playing. Not the one from uh, Back to the Future, but the one from Frankie Goes to Hollywood for some reason. Even though it's not Christmas. It's August, as you know. And this story took place in August as well. August of last year. So they had to wear masks in the restaurant as well. And they had a time limit. And you had to get a meal with your pint. So the two lads weren't able to just order pints like. Now that was fine, because they went out for dinner. They didn't just go out for pints like I am later on. So that's all well and good anyway. He walks over. And Steve Buscemi walks up. Stands up. He's much smaller than Steve. Because that makes sense for some reason. And he says. What are you doing? He says I don't like the way you're treating my woman. He said your woman. That's my woman. Says Steve Buscemi. He said she won't be much longer unless you start treating her better. 
and Louise, she's swooned by this. Her horns go into a lovely love heart shape for some reason. And he says, I get it. I get it now. This is what I always wanted. I always wanted you. I never wanted anyone else. And then there's a plot twist. Because he turns around and he looks at Gary. He says, Gary, I always wanted you. Ever since we shifted at that party ten years ago, I always wanted you. And Louise is like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? I thought you wanted me. No. 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 Not at all. This has been a story from David Savage. It's been something a bit different today, lads. Because I'm a bit tired. But it's been a good story. Nonetheless. I call it. A gazelle story. Starring Louise, Steve, Gary and Steve Buscemi. That's the title of the movie. All rights reserved. Lads, take care, have a good weekend, and fucking enjoy yourselves.